morning and welcome to Bite Size. My name is Yoni Pollock, and I'll be your host on Wednesdays, almost every Wednesday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Nahum Siegel Network. You'll notice some uh, some scratchiness in my voice. I apologize for that in advance, but uh, that's, that's sort of what happens. Um, I'd usually say during this time of the year because of the weather, but I can't really say that's the case. I think this more has to do with uh, a certain baseball team of mine in the World Series, and anytime there's a Game 7, it uh, makes for a lot of screaming and anxious moments. And uh, that could explain the scratchiness in my voice. Good morning, everyone. And, uh, yeah, World Series Baseball. I don't want to discuss it much because that's why I have another show called After Further Review on Mondays where I discuss baseball. But my teams in the Fall Classic, first to four and a best of seven. And what should be an excellent, excellent series that kicked off last night. All right, let's get to what I want to discuss here on the intro to Bite Says, which is not much. But what I want to discuss is actually what I'm going to be uh, talking about towards the end of the show. Last year, you used to do a segment called Four to the Door, where myself and uh, at the time, Jamie Turkel, we would discuss our top four favorite blank. We had a lot of fun segments, a lot of uh, interesting talk, you know, finding out our favorite four Serials, TV shows, uh, places in Israel, whatever it was. Um, a lot of fun discussion. This year, though, with Jamie not around, I had to think of something different for this this uh, this season on Bite Size. And I went back and forth on, on different topics. Was we, you know We didn't do anything the last few shows. And I finally thought of something this past week. And what happened was I was at the Shabbos table. I think it was the Shabbos table. I don't even know for sure. It must have been the Shabbos table. And uh, someone brought up a certain topic where I was like, I've never heard of that thing in my life. And then, uh, you know, preparing for this show on Monday and Tuesday, I was thinking, you know what? And and I was reminded of this. I don't even remember how. And I said, huh, that could be a fun topic towards the end of the show. Something, some sort of topic, some sort of something that you maybe never heard of that people do or just, just something out there that maybe... Very few people do, but you do. Whatever it was, I don't. It, I I have to think of a name for this this segment, and and it, it'll uh, it's not going to be specific. It'll probably be somewhat general. Um, but I'm going to be discussing some sort of. I I heard this thing at the shop. I was like, what? I've never heard of it, and uh, I did try it <clears throat> this past few days, and it's uh it's very interesting. I think I'm a fan, but uh you know it's not necessarily a food though it could be. It's not necessarily a uh, a habit, but it could be not necessarily whatever it is. Something I heard for the first time, and uh, I decided to try it, and I want to uh, tell you how that went. So that'll be you know the last five ten minutes of the show. You'll have to wait for that. Miss you all for the first time. I don't know. Um, FT for the first time. FT FT. Huh. All right. Maybe I'll dabble. If you uh, maybe you'll have you'll what you'll do is you'll listen to what what I have to say during that segment, and then maybe leave me an email, yoniandachimseal.com, or leave an app comment and uh, tell me what we should name that segment. But um, sometimes I'll discuss it myself. Sometimes it'll be with Miriam or Nachum, whoever's in studio at the time. And it uh, should be fun because I think this is a uh, this is something I, I promise you I heard of it, I think, at the Shabbos table, and I, and I, I never knew it was a thing. 
tried it out. It was a cool thing. I actually already have two topics, so for <laughs> I have one for this week and next week. I'll come across it, you know, it classic like Shabbos table talk, right? Like, no, 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 you're just with a bunch of friends and people you don't know, and someone brings this thing up, you're like, what? Never heard of this thing. Um, but that's how you learn different things in life, and uh, whether it's at the Shabbos table sometimes, I mean, usually I should say, Facebook or online, Twitter, you like come across this article or tweet, and you're just like, huh, that's a thing? So uh, we'll have plenty of those over this season, I assume. So uh, that's what we're going to go with to end the shows. But what's on before the end of the show for the next uh, two hours? As usual, you expect uh, plenty of great music. But also, and this year for the music, by the way, you know, last year I I switched that up a lot. This year I think I'm going to decide, you know what, I'm going to go with the songs I like almost every week. So you're going to hear a lot of the same things. You know, we always start with Ma'apecha Shal Simcha, one of my favorites. That'll that'll be a keeper. Um, but you're going to hear a lot of my favorite artists. So, uh, you know, I apologize. You know, if I come across a song that I really like, I will throw it in there. You know, any new songs, I will throw it in there. Um, but you're going to hear a lot of the same music on this show, which which I hope is fine. You know, uh, and on other uh, shows on this network or just during the stream, it's a lot of different music I find to be, you know, some sometimes just not my speed necessarily. So I hope for this show... I hope the the songs you're listening to are are more your speed. If it's not, you know, dr- drop an email, drop a comment, whatever it is. Um, but I'm gonna play the songs that I like every week. So there'll probably be a ton of repeats, but it's fine. It's great music, right? We gotta love it. But what else on the show this week? It's Tova Knecht with Label Mangal. I hope I pronounced that correctly. He is a uh, former IDF soldier, soldier, excuse me, and a uh, public, a motivational public speaker. Uh, we're going to listen to him at the top of the hour at 10 a.m. Um, and that that's it for interviews this week. But, again, a ton of great music. And we're going to kick things off with what you expect. Mahapecha, Shel Simchana, Wednesday on Bite Size right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Shamati Shetamiti esmechim Elohim 
خطای دالش با ای زایی خیل زایی خیل دواری مربه ای کال و ای سک زایی خیل زایی خیل دواری مربه ای کال و ای سک
is the world make over. Mashiach will come take over. You ain't gotta be me or see what I see. All you gotta do is take a look forward. Lift up your eye to the sky. Spread out your hands. Say thank you. Smile. Get them up. Put them up. Leave them up. Ha ha. Yeah, yeah. Pump up the value every day. Stand in place. Heart racing. No words to say. Pressure building. Trying to hold my face. Mind drifting like not today. Wake up from everything. Break out your shell and scream. Ha shim. You're the king. Ha shim. You're the king. Hashem Eloh, Hashem Alach, Hashem Imloch, Le'olam Va'em. Hashem Eloh, Hashem Alach, Hashem Imloch.
אחד לא עושה זה יותר טוב ממני, היי, נשים את הצרות מאחוריי, הלא הולך עד שכולכם אשנונים, היי, שמעתי שהתחלתם בלעדיי, אף אחד לא עושה זה יותר טוב ממני, היי, הראש כבר מסתובב כולם בהיי, לא נעצור עד שכולכם אשנונים. שעות 
בטוח של תור בדואר, קשה לגמור פה תואר, והמצב בנוער, קשה לשיר כמו יואלי, להתעורר בבוקר, להיכנס לכושר, שחיתות בכל שבועיים, פיגוע כל יומיים, טוב, דיברנו מספיק, כפינו תודה, עכשיו נחזור אחורה אל הבסיס, זמן לומר תודה. תודה על הרוח, שאין לי זמן לנוח, על התיקון, על המהות, תודה על היהדות. אין לנו זכות בכלל להתלונן, הכל פוחמסה וברוך השם כי החיים שלנו תותים, החיים שלנו תותים, החיים שלנו תותים, החיים שלנו תותים.
ועבר, עוד לא קרה שיום חזר, מה שהיה, היה ונגמר, מה שיהיה זה כל מה שנשאר, מה שהיה, תם ונשלם, אתה כבר לא הולך לשם, מה שהיה, היה ונסגר, מה שפתוח זה רק כל הזמן רוצה להספיק הכל פשוט תזכור כי הכל כתוב מלמעלה אז תנסה סמוך על הבורא הכל יכול שוב יש תנועה בדרך אל העבודה אתה צולע אחר אל הפגישה ואולי מרגיש שכל יום כמו מרוץ גם, גם אם אתה קצת מתוסכל, ונראה לך שזהו המזל, תח בשם ותאמין בו. דספסיטו, קח את החיים שלך ודספסיטו, כל דבר בזמן שלא יבוא קרידו, לכל הטבה זה טוב, רק תאמין בו. דספסיטו, קח את החיים שלך ודספסיטו, כל דבר בזמן שלא יבוא קרידו, לכל הטבה זה טוב, רק תאמין בו. לאן כולם ממהרים? לאן תגידו? את הרגל מהגז 
שלא יבוא כריתו, וכל הטבה זה טוב הטעמים בו. דספסיטו, קח את התנאים שלך ודספסיטו, כל דבר בזמן שלא יבוא כריתו, וכל הטבה זה טוב הטעמים בו. פתאום תראה שלעבוד מלחצים אפשר ללמוד, הכל יהיה פשוט מאוד, אחרת איך אפשר לשרוד? את החיים שלך תתחיל לקחת הגלות, דוד, מה זה כסף? אך בלי יושר אין לו משמעות. עצור לחשוב לפני שתאחר את הרכבת, הילדים גודלים ומה נשאר רק המזכרת, תגיד להם איזו מילה טובה ותחבק, יש רגעים שבשבילם תתנתק. ניסית, ניסית, שלא עשית, את הכל רצית, בנית, בנית, ומה שלא ראית, איך שהזמן עובר כאן ולא יחזור שוב לאחור לחיים. אם אתה מרגיש שאתה כל הזמן רוצה להספיק הכל פשוט תזכור דספסיטו את החיים שלך בדספסיטו כל דבר בזמן שלא יבוא כרידו בכל הכבה זה טוב הטעמים בו דספסיטו את החיים שלך בדספסיטו כל דבר בזמן שלא יבוא כרידו בכל הכבה זה טוב הטעמים בו And we are back on Bite Size, top of the hour here on the Nahum Siegel Network. And it's now time for Tova's interview with Label Mengel, a former IDF soldier and a motivational public speaker, right here on Bite Size on the Nahum Siegel Network. Thank you, Yoni. I'm sitting with Label Mengel, a motivational speaker and former IDF soldier. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Um, so I've come across your website, your Facebook, and uh, you definitely have a way of reaching out to people and getting your message spread um, as a motivational speaker for Israel. Um, where did your passion for Israel come from? But actually, it wasn't really something that I grew up with. Um, I grew up in a Chabad household. My father is a Chabad shliach, has a synagogue in Cincinnati, Ohio, and it wasn't really something that we were instilled growing up. Um, I think for me, it started just hearing my grandfather's story. My grandfather was one of the youngest survivors of Auschwitz and kind of making the connection between what he went through and what we have now as a people and the importance of standing up for our people and our homeland and our country and making sure that these things don't happen again. Um, so that probably started growing within me through my early teenage years and it's something that continued to grow um, as I got older. Um, kind of happened pretty organically, I would say. Uh-huh. So you didn't grow up with it, but then you did a full 180 yeah. and you joined the army. Yeah. So what caused you to feel the need to join uh, as a lone soldier? Yeah, again, I just my grandfather's story, hearing what he went through and, and all the things he experienced as a young child, I felt like it was my duty. In order to look at him properly, I had to do something that I can tell him, I recognize your story, I, I appreciate the sacrifice that you made, and I want to be able to give back in some way. Wow. Um, so that's really what it was. That was my motivating factor. How did they react to the news that their son was going to become a soldier? I like to tell people that there's a way that my family reacted and there's a way that my mother reacted, which are two <laughs> very different uh, reactions. They're very supportive, very supportive of what, what I was doing. They recognized why I was doing it and the importance of doing it. My mother, as any Jewish mother, had her concerns and probably over, overthought it a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but I wouldn't have been able to do it without, without their support, and, mm-hmm. and they were definitely on board. So I think almost the whole world saw your video of yeah. surprising them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's the actual, the first video yeah. I saw. Um, that was really, that 
brought tears to my eyes, I'm sure, to the rest of the over a million people that saw it. How, yeah. was, how did that feel to return um, home and surprise them? So I thought about doing it for a while. My mother, as, as you can see in the video, is overly emotional, <laughs> and I was kind of worried how she, she would react. But I thought I would do it and just see what happened. So I actually told her that I was going on some mission. I wouldn't be speaking to her for a while and that she shouldn't worry. It'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I spoke to my brother who knew that I was coming home. And he said, no, you, like she's losing her mind. You, you, need to, you can't do that to her. Uh-huh. So I kind of just told her everything's fine. Don't worry. And then 12 hours later, I showed up at the door. And, and what happened, as you see in the video, it was, it was pretty incredible. Um, not only my mother, my father, and my younger sisters. It was, it was a pretty cool experience. Amazing. Are there any stories that happened to you during the Army that are life-changing that you feel that you could share with the audience? Yeah, I mean, for me, uh, serving in the spring and summer of 2014, um, Operation Brothers Keeper was probably my first, um, the first thing that really really changed my outlook on life. Um, as, as soldiers, we, we prepare for war we train for war we don't necessarily prepare for having to deal with um three teenagers kidnapped under our watch the kidnapping happened across the street from where i was stationed at the time and it was something that as a unit we really felt responsible for the kidnapping um, of a, a yell enough telly happened right across the street um so something that we took really hard it was actually our unit that that discovered their bodies as well so just that whole episode kind of made me realize what it truly means to live in Israel and the sacrifices that we make, not even just soldiers, but all the people that live here and the importance of of um, appreciating and, and enjoying life to the fullest because you just never know. Um, there was actually one specific story that happened. The, the parents of the boys, they came to speak with us. And I remember very clearly the first words out of their mouths were thank you. And for me, that was, like, so hard to comprehend because, like, they just lost their children, their right. son, in the most inhumane and brutal way possible. And not only that, like, if we're honest about it, we failed them. I mean, we were in charge of protecting their children, and we didn't. And still they were able to, through all of that, the first words out of their mouths were thank you, and they would express gratitude for the sacrifices that we made. Um, so that really, in my own personal life, that really... Something I think about often is when I'm going through tough times or, or I'm struggling, how can I try and find a positive within it all? How can I make sure that I remember to express gratitude to the people around me, even though I may not see it in the moment? Um, so for me, that was definitely an eye-opening experience, and it, it took me some time to realize that. It wasn't something I was thinking about consciously uh-huh. while it was going on, but as I look back at my service, um, that was definitely the, the focal point and the, and the main thing that I take with me. And then... Obviously, shortly after that, Operation Protective Edge, um, you know, losing friends in war is, is not easy. Yeah, there's there's no real way to to deal with that. You kind of just go with it and, and, and try it again to find the positive within it all. And it's taken me a long time to do that. Um, but again, just keeps hitting home that point of the sacrifice that we as a people make in the day to day life and the day to day struggles of living here. But not just the struggle, the I think it makes it so much more real that living here is not just living in any other country. It's real. It's you lose family, you lose brothers, you lose sisters, you lose fathers, and, and that's part of our connection to the land. Wow. So as someone that served in the Army, do you have a message, an inspirational message for current soldiers or future soldiers that you know, either yeah. live here or will move here? To become I think it's, it's very important to keep in mind the big picture. Right? On the day-to-day life as a soldier, it's very difficult. Um, 
it's not easy, it's not fun, and, and sometimes it gets a little bit overwhelming, but as long as you keep the big picture in mind and understand that you're a part of something that's so much bigger than you, uh, when you're able to do that, you can keep the big picture in mind, it, it, helps, it helps you keep a focus and a drive that it's okay if, if life sucks at the moment and you're not showering and not eating good food and, and not sleeping, but you're a part of the family of the, some of the greatest warriors that this world has ever seen, and it's on your back to protect our people, our homeland, our history, and, and that's not something that should be taken lightly. Wow. So on behalf of the entire Jewish nation, I'm going to say thank you. Is there a message that you think that the world needs to hear about Israel? What is a message that you would want to impart on the world? Uh, yeah, I think it's kind of twofold. I think there's a message that the Jewish people need to hear, and then there's a message that the rest of the world needs to hear. I think sometimes as a, as a people we get so caught up in the fight that we forget to love ourselves first. Yeah. And, and it's hard to do both at the same time, and it's hard to be properly prepared if you don't love ourselves first. I mean, I know for myself that when I got out of the army, it was, I was just like everybody else who was so caught up in, in fighting the fight and, and uh, fighting the hatred. And I, I realized that through all that, I was forgetting to love myself and to love our people and our homeland and focusing on the positive. Um, so I think it's important for Jews that we stop apologizing for our country. And, and yes, it's not perfect and that's okay. There's no country that's perfect. That's part of what makes us who we are. Um, and then the fighting the hatred kind of happens organically. When, when people see that you respect yourself, it's easier for them to respect you. And as for those who, who are not Jewish or not necessarily affiliated with Israel in some way, it's come here. I mean, there's, there's so many... It's, it's all based off lies. And, and if you come here and spend a few days here, it all goes out the window. I remember reading recently there was an AP reporter who came to Israel to write a, a story about how evil Israel is and the occupation and all these things and he spent a couple days here and the whole his whole outlook on everything changed and he wrote a story about how amazing Israel is and I think that's what it comes down to is right. people who hate Israel blindly you're not going to change their minds but if someone's actually interested in, in learning and educating themselves the best way to do that is actually have them come here and see it yeah to come here to not be fed the lies of the media exactly definitely so this must have come from somewhere you're an inspiration I mean the way you speak, right. it's very inspirational. Do you have someone that you look up to that is your inspiration? Um, actually, it just happened by chance. Um, when I got out of the army, I was in a very dark place, a very negative place, and struggling with a lot of things. And one day, my uncle called me, who was a rabbi in New Jersey, and he asked me if I would speak for his congregation. I said, no way. Like, I'm a quiet guy. I'm very introverted. I don't like speaking about private issues and things like that. And he said, I already bought you a flight. You don't have a choice. Wow. So that kind of made me start thinking about what kind of message do I believe in, what would I want to share with people. Uh -huh. um, and I did it, and I enjoyed it, and the reaction was great, and it kind of helped me, and it helped other people, and it kind of just grew from there. It's probably very cathartic also. To yeah, to talk absolutely, and to, get the, to get all that stuff off my chest, and to, just like the parents of the three boys, able to use the, the pain and the struggle right. towards something positive. Um, that, that's really how it all started. Wow. So... On a practical level, you're also a Krav Maga instructor. Yes. What's your goal with that? I think the goal changes depending on who the students are. Um, there are some people who, like myself, have been in the military and are struggling with certain things, and it's a great outlet to, to, to be able to use negative energy and put it into a positive purpose. Um, there are some people who have been through um, traumatic or violent experiences, domestic violence, things like that, and this also helps them empower themselves and 
kind of get their life back under control and helps them realize that you don't need to be a victim, that you can take control of your life and stand up for yourself. And then there are some people who just want to be proactive and, and learn and learn a self-defense and, and be able to walk down the street with their he- head held high, knowing that if something happened, they're capable of defending themselves. So it kind of really differs um, depending on the student is. But for me, myself, again, being able to use some of my pain and my negative experiences to help people and give back, um, that's the reason why I decided to get into it. Wow. Okay, so you travel the world You're sp- yes. as a speaker. When is Aliyah... Is that right. in your future? So, so this is the question I get asked probably... Every day? Almost all the time is, is, well, if you love Israel so much and you gave so much for Israel and you give so much for Israel, why don't you live there? Yeah. Um, I think there are multiple answers for that. I think for right now, I can... My mission is to be outside of Israel helping inspire people. There's, there's much more I can do from outside of Israel uh-huh. at this time, trying to get people to see the importance, trying to inspire people to see the importance of Israel. I'm sharing my story, but I strongly believe it should be the goal of every single Jew to come back home. Um, it's a dream of mine that I hope to make true here sometime soon, and it should be the dream of of every Jew around the world. This is our homeland. This is our people. This is our country. We've sacrificed so much for it. All our history is here. Um, so I think for every Jew, it should not be if, it should be when. And that's that's something I very much look forward to. Well. Whenever that happens, I wish you uh, much mazel and success. Thank you very much. Okay, so uh, while you are in Israel, and you probably have traveled from uh, north to south, east to west, can you think of one place in Israel that you call your Israel happy place? Wow, my Israel happy place. Um, That's a good question. It's probably cliche, but the Western Wall is, for me, it's it's an amazing experience every time I'm there. I'm mean, at something different every time. Um, sometimes I don't even go there to pray. I just go there to watch and, and listen and look around and take it all in and see all the different kinds of people who are uniting um, in one place. Um, it's very real. You see, you see people who are pouring out their hearts and their souls and, and, and are striving for a better future and, and at the same time understanding the significance of the place because of our history and our past. Um, during Sukkot, I literally, me and a friend sat there for six hours at night just just schmoozing and taking it all in. And I think the energy there is, is something that, unless you've been there, you, you can't really understand. And if, if, if there's one happy place, that's definitely it. Absolutely. Amazing. Well, I really, I just continued success. Thank and you. Um, I hope you continue to inspire and people listen and they take your message wholeheartedly. Um, and thanks for sitting down with me. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you, you, Yoni. Back to you. Thank you, Tova, and thank you, Label. Label Mangal, the former IDF soldier and public motivational speaker. We thank him for his time. And Tova, as usual, you can check her out, tovanisrael.com, Tova in Israel on Facebook, for plenty, plenty, plenty of coverage on the great land of Israel and its people. More coming up on Bite Size on the Nachum Siegel Network. Oh, 
times I lay under the moon And thank God I'm breathing And I pray don't take me soon Cause I am here for a reason Sometimes in my tears I drown But I never let it get me down So when negativity surrounds I know someday it'll all turn around Because all my life I've been waiting for I've been praying for For the people to say That we don't want to fight no more There'll be no more war And our children will play One day, one day, one day Souls of the innocent, blood transparent, keep on moving though the water stay raging. In this maze, you can lose your way, your way. It might drive you crazy, but don't let it face you. No way, no way. Sometimes in my tears, I drown, I drown, but I never let it get me down. So when negativity surrounds, I know someday.
Shivashem, here we go now, here we go again. Oh, ye no yunukahomim, it's like you're sleeping, sleeping. Oh, Simon, a sechoi pino, there's a smile deep, deep within you. Oh, Shemaynu, Rina, Rina, this song's for singing, Rina.
Se mi dojs jo imeju Eresiš pohojs jaš miju Se mi dojs jo imeju Eresiš pohojs jaš miju
And we are back on Bite Size to wrap things up. And I told you uh, at the earlier um, earlier hour, number one, wow, almost two hours ago, I told you that we're going to start something new this year. Last year we did Four to the Door. This year, a little something different. And uh, I came across this idea really out of chance at, I think it was my Shabbos table, I want to say, not mine, someone else's, um, where I heard someone mentioned this thing. I was like, what? I have never heard of this thing. And uh, I thought it's a good idea. I, I feel like there's there's once a week I'm I'm gonna come across something whether it's on Facebook, Twitter, whether it's just with my friends, family, whatever it is, something that I've like never heard of in my life, or just some interesting topic that I want to discuss towards the end of the show. So I think I don't know what the name of the segment is again. If you have any ideas, email, leave a comment, whatever it is, we'll figure it out. But uh, I've invited Miriam Wallet. Good morning. Good morning. And I want to discuss this thing. I I I did not. She she walked in. I did not tell her. I just said I just want you to join me on air. I'm not going to tell you at all what I'm talking about. Right. And so this is the first time you're about to hear this. Okay. I'm super excited, and and I'm super excited, and I want to thank you for including me in this. And this sort of assuages all the jealousy that I had towards Jamie that you included her in Ford of the Door right. for that long, and that I never had a role in that, and I totally suffered from FOMO. So here I'm really excited about this. Thank you. <laughs> Okay. I invited you a few times last year. I know, but really as like a, ugh, there's no one else around kind of thing. Yeah, sorry about that. Okay. All (laughs) All right. right. So for the first time ever, this is what I heard. Apparently, this is a thing brushing your teeth in the shower. Have you ever heard of that? Sure. Have you ever done it? Not a chance. Really? Are you crazy? So someone someone brought this up and I I was like, what? This is a thing? And they're like, yeah, like you've never done it? I was like, no. So I actually, this past Monday night, I tried it. Okay. And it's glorious. I have a child who brushes his teeth in the shower because he feels it is more time efficient. Yeah, it is. T- and it doesn't bother. I'm saying this. I'm trying to it with a straight face because I, it, right. It doesn't bother him that he's brushing his teeth with hot water. Yeah, it doesn't bother me. Right. It, the concept bothers me. The whole, you couldn't even get me to that point. Right. No, so I understand that, but like it, it really makes a ton of sense. And just it, the, the time efficiency, you know, your dentists always tell you, you know, brush for like two, three minutes. And right. Like when you're just Set standing a timer. there. Right. When you're just standing there, you're just like, all right, like I'm done after like a minute. Mm-hmm. When you're in the shower, you you got nice water coming down. You like got time. Yeah. Like it, I think I'm going to start doing this from now on. Right. So I think it's a guy thing. I, I At this table I was at on Shabbos. Please don't tell were, me that there were women at the there table. There were women and the- at the table and they said they've done it. Okay, but they don't do it on a consistent basis. They might have tried it once, but it's not something they're enter that they're entering into their daily routine. Whereas you, yeah, are, this is like I'm I'm in. I'm in. Right. I'm in. Right. And for my son, also, he's in, he's in because it makes life easier for him in whatever bizarre notion he thinks. I wonder it does. if this is a guy versus girl thing. Like, That's I, what I'm saying. I'm curious if our listeners leave a comment or email me. I want to know, like, if right. I think if they're willing are... to admit it. Also, like, right. I, don't know I if think this is that a, this uh, is touchy subject, but well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there are other things that I think guys would be more apt to do than girls would, um, and this is probably one of those. That's my that's that's my that's my feeling about it. You, you're not going to. I'd be surprised if yeah. you get a, a number of responses, or either on the app or via email, responding to a whole bunch of women saying, "Yeah, I'm totally in. This is what I do every single night or morning, as the case may be." But no. So you're not going to try it now that I no no no. This is just no. Your and tr- plus, your son doesn't try to convince you. No, he's not crazy. Um, but also I don't want to stand where I spat. I'm clearing out my mouth. I'm right. not, be- just, uh, pra- no, just going down the drain. no, no, you just no, move a little and just right. See, the these are, you know, the, the drain is not for this. The sink drain is for this. And by the way, it's I'm pretty sure drain? it's not. And I'm pretty sure this is probably like a camp thing. 
Somebody brought it oh, up. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's why I think my that's why I think my son picked it up and frankly never left it. I hear it's not theory. one of those things that my kids come home with from camp that I feel I need to undo. Right. Like I, I you should be happy they're brushing their teeth. Yeah. Okay. There's that. Sure. Um, and they're probably doing it longer than if they were just standing there. I always feel like your kids come back from summer camp and you need to uncamp them and remind them that this is not what we do at home. Right. Right. Uh, whatever it is, that's something you leave. You know, in the bunk, and you don't bring it into my house. Okay. Um, And also certain, like, idioms or sayings that other kids pick, that they pick up from other kids. This is one of those things, I think, that somebody introduced in camp, and um, especially because in camp there are two sinks for 15 kids or whatever. Um, And, uh, yeah, this is is where he probably got that. I think I'm going to pitch this to a dentist and see if, if A, he recommends it or she recommends it. I wouldn't be surprised if dentists are fine with it. Right, because, I mean, the water's the water. Right. I can't imagine hot, cold water really matters. No, and I had a nephew, well, taking it even, I had a nephew, one of my nephews, I shouldn't say I had a nephew, one of my nephews, um, as a kid, detested toothpaste right totally made him gag totally made him gag and the dentist said as long as he's brushing his teeth i don't care it's with water that the right. that the mint of the toothpaste was really about the fresh breath right which he could do some other way but as long as he was scrubbing his teeth with something we were like in the right direction i i really like this idea I'm, yeah i'm all in as a person with a very strong olfactory sense yeah which is i, I would say has its pluses and its minuses minus being that interacting with people in general becomes a problem. Like if you're, if your breath smells slightly, like I can't be around you. If you have any, right. if we're in a confined space and there are odors in there, like I, I don't know what to do with myself. Being at the gym, as you know, I'm a total gym rat, but being at the gym with people who schwitz, including myself, yeah. like I sometimes can't be in my own space. Yesterday I was on the subway with someone that just smelled and oh. sat right next to me and I was like, uh, like what do I do? do right, I and there's up? no like, way to just, turn. You like can't, there's no covering like. Covering my right? like nose, and you, but like you, trying to do it casually to like not offend him. But, and like, you lift your nose up thinking that uh-huh. there's going to be like a patch of clean air over there, but no. And there were people next to me that just at least weren't showing signs that they were able to smell it. I was just like, what? Like, am I the only one smelling right. this? Like, there's was, always that. being a lot nicer than I am? But I was just like, I can't do this. And, it, and it's, I was at like, I think like 14th Street when it oh. came and it went all the way to 168. Oh. Like, hoping every stop, like he was oh. going to get off. That is rough. And I was just like, yeah, so I hear that. Yeah. So if that was me, by the way, I would totally change cars. I mean, that's I, how I, strong I it is. Yeah. That's how strong it is. Yom Kippur, not easy for me. Right. I walked into Shul and Yom Kippur and... The entire room. What about the, Shabbos of a uh, post two day yontif into Shabbos? Uh, or you, most people shower. Yeah, I think, I think at this point a lot of people yeah. shower and whatever else. But like Yom Kippur, this it's a it's a killer. Yeah. And then I have to do whatever I can. That's to, a breath thing. It's not just a breath thing. It's like a breath and a bo really? and just a general staleness that I try and put aside so I can concentrate right. a little bit on my davening and stick my head out the window because. You know, you need fresh air. Um, but anyway, I was telling you this because olfactory sense, right? Very strong olfactory sense. And nah, nah. Right, exactly. So in terms of my kids is that if they, if somebody doesn't brush their teeth or just brush their teeth with water, I would know. Okay. This is not something you can pull on mommy. Right. So only one, mommy knows one kid of yours as, that you know of at least? That I know of, power. though I can, I can very easily pick someone else who would think that this is a genius idea. Right, I think. I'm, yeah, yeah. Not a, uh, not a. Do we think Nahum has ever heard of this before? I think Nahum has heard of it. Nahum also has sons. Nahum is also a it. guy. Nahum also went to camp. Right. I bet Nahum has heard of it. 
I, I don't want to venture into thinking whether or not <laughs> Nahum has tried this at home. All right, we'll have to ask him. Just, uh... Yeah, strangest place I've ever brushed my teeth. Um, airplanes not strange. No. No, though I wonder about how many people on the plane don't change, don't brush their teeth even after they've woken up. Right. Right. Or maybe I Probably shouldn't. Me. Maybe I shouldn't. I don't bring my, to- my, to- my toothbrush on a plane. Really? Yeah. Okay. Hey, you'll have to suffer with me. Let's now see. I know I'm never sitting next to you. This no, is why we put you in the back. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> um, and this is why you sleep the whole flight. There's, um, where's the strangest place I've ever brushed my teeth? I can't imagine there's so many strange places people are brushing their teeth. No, I think that probably on birthright in the Bedouin tents. Right. That it, was it, a strange place. It's really a strange place. You're going to be asleep, and then it's, I mean, right. falling asleep, it's going to be right around there. Right. But I, you don't walk around with, like, flossers and things just in I case. I think I floss in my backpack here. Yeah, you need the kind of stuff. My dentist likes my teeth, you know? Okay, that's good. Yeah, thank God. Um, um, all right, well, Were there you. other funny things? Yeah. Any, uh, yeah, but that's for a different show. You don't? Nothing. I can't get a preview. Uh, nothing. Next week, you'll you'll come on. Okay. Hopefully, and, okay. Uh, we'll discuss the next thing. So basically, what Two you're things l- happening to me this past weekend. So okay, so you're splitting it up. You're right. splitting up the content. But basically, you're looking for an older person. That would be me to confirm or validate something crazy that you heard. That's the role I play. Not so it's basically the name of this. Person. This name of the segment is now Yoni and the Old Girl. <laughs> All right, that's how you've named it. Uh, uh, that is how I've named we'll it. See what happens next week. But thank you for joining us. Thank you for making. Thank you for making this carve out for me. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I'm in. We have some time though. Rami's like, we got the live lunch coming up. Get yeah, ready. Rami's the adult in this relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, thank you. I wonder thank if Rami has uh, has heard of this. Let's not ask him. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to ask him <laughs> after the show. All right, thank you all for tuning into Bite Size with me here in the last two hours on the Nahum Siegel Network. A reminder: download the NSN app. On the Google Play Store, your app store on your iPhone. Check us out on Twitter at Nahum Siegel Net, Facebook Nahum Siegel Network, and on Instagram. Guys, Instagram is hopping. Instagram is popping. Follow us on Instagram, Nahum Siegel Network. We do a lot of things. We got stories and, and people that are in studio, and, and we're pretty active on Instagram. So you want to check us out at Nahum Siegel Network. You'll really want to check us out, like I said, on all of our social media channels, but Instagram specifically hopping these days. So let's get on that. Thank you again to Tova for her uh, interview earlier this morning. And that will do it for us here. I'd like to wish you all a good day and remind you all that the bite size is always, always, always the right size. <laughs>